Hi, friends. I'm laughing already because I just recorded this podcast already and then looked down and realized that my microphone wasn't actually plugged into my my computer. So (laughs) this is my second round recording the same podcast. It's okay. It was a good warm up. I started off talking about that this is going to be sort of a potpourri, if you will, of just random ideas that I was rolling around in my head. And it made me start thinking about my favorite game shows. I'm a big game lover. I love board games. I love card games. I like game shows. And I think it might be because I grew up as um, I have older, older sisters. And so I was kind of always sort of like an only child. Like nobody wanted to play the board game with their like three-year-old little sister when you're in high school. So I've always loved board games and I like to play them. And so I think I grew up because I always just wanted like someone to play a board game with. Anyway, so flash forward, we're talking about game shows. I realize my favorite game show is Family Feud and it's my dream one day and I'm going to manifest this and I'm putting it out to the universe that I want to be on Family Feud. I love Family Feud and I feel like I'm amazing at Family Feud. Now <laughs> watch, I'll get on there and we'll not have any good ideas. But I think I'd be really good in that in that final round where the pressure is on. Um, but the the reason I was thinking of game shows is because of the word potpourri. And I grew up, my parents watched Jeopardy when I was growing up during dinner. And uh, yeah, we used to have dinner at the at the bar and we would watch TV while we had dinner. We did not sit around the table. And so now I, I really love that we, we as a family, uh, Brian and Mason and I, we do sit around a table, but I grew up in front of the TV for, for dinner. And so we would watch Jeopardy and there was always that one column that would say potpourri. And I always thought that was so weird. I'm like, why does it say potpourri? And now I realize because it was just sort of like a mixture of, of all these different random topics, which is basically bringing it back to the beginning of this podcast is what we're going to talk about today. A mixture of topics. <laughs> Now, before we dive into this potpourri of topics, I want to talk about this concept of giving yourself permission to change your mind. And this has been on my mind lately because I have been talking on my stories on Instagram, and I I might have even mentioned it here in the podcast before, but I was also talking about it. And I find that the more I talk about something, the better that is for me. It's, It's cathartic, which is no surprise, but it also helps me process things and decide what to do. So I've been talking about this podcast conundrum that I've had. And for me, I could not figure out why in the last year I just haven't felt like I wanted to make podcast content. And I think I finally realized that it is because I was trying to fit into a specific box of what I thought my podcast had to look and sound like, what it had to feel like. It had to be specifically about this or that. And I think for some reason... That just got into my head. And I know it sounds so simple, and it really was, because all I had to say to myself was, I have permission to change whatever I want to do. If I want to talk about real estate and social media, I'll talk about that. If I want to talk about game shows, I'll talk about that. If I want to have an intro, I will. If I don't, I won't. If I want to do it in my podcast or a studio, whatever it is, right? If I want to have a five-minute or a 55-minute. So I just had this freedom, and I thought, oh, I feel so inspired. I'm ready to make some podcast content now. So maybe if you've been feeling that way, maybe it's the way you've been posting or the captions that you've been writing or the fact that you've been trying to batch create content and you are hating it and you're loathing it or you're doing something and you just can't figure out why is this so freaking hard? Why do I not want to do this? Why do I have such pushback? (sighs) Maybe it's time to just give yourself permission to do it differently or not do it at all, or take a break and then come back. So um, I've taken a break. I've come back. I've decided that I'm just going to 
change things up. And I, lo and behold, here I am <laughs> with some ideas. Anyway, so um, I just want to share that message with you. And and I, I'm, I'm excited to kind of make this podcast more of, I am still going to have some incredible humans that I'm going to interview. And it's going to be more storytelling focused, but it's also going to have tactical and practical. I just recorded a tactical, practical three videos that you need to do for 2023, but it's also going to be a little of a potpourri, if you will. So with that in mind, let's dive in. I want to talk about scammers. I want to talk about fake Instagram accounts that are impersonating so many people, me included, and I am so frustrated. And in fact, I had the strangest thing happen to me, not on Instagram, but on Facebook this week. And I have to admit, I do not spend a lot of time on Facebook. I probably need to go back in there because Facebook Reels is definitely a, a huge opportunity not very many people are using it yet, so I, I should really get back there. But I'll just be honest with you. I just don't have the bandwidth. I know myself, and I know I will get burned out, and it's just not sustainable for me to be giving my 100% in multiple platforms. Instagram's my jam, and that's my place, and that's where I'm going to stay, and I'm okay if I'm not everywhere. It is what it is. Anyway, I went to check into Facebook, and um, I did get the little pop-up that said, that I could switch to professional mode. And I don't really know too much about it. Uh, I think you are allowed to get insights kind of like you have with Instagram professional accounts, gives you some in information about your audience and and performance and reach, etc. Um, I think the biggest thing was that it allows you to have over the limit of 5,000 quote friends, which is what the um, historically the personal pages have always kind of capped you out at 5,000. So, um, yeah, Facebook is trying to figure out how it can it can really help people grow and get exposed to a new group of targeted people, very much how TikTok and Instagram have with their content. Because if you think about how Facebook has been, it's pretty much been people that you've already known. And you kind of cycle through the content through those those people that you already follow. Um, so I got that changed, and then. Um, I noticed that I had a message on my page. So I went to that and I opened up my notifications and there was this one that literally stopped me in my tracks. And I was like, because oh, I'm not like a rule follower, right? And I'm like, oh no, did I do something to, to get in trouble? Because I saw this yellow, like the little yellow warning triangle with the exclamation point, like the uh-oh. And it said, this post goes against our community guidelines. And I'm like, oh no, what happened? And I'm like, well, I haven't posted in forever. so when would this have happened anyway? But of course, I wasn't thinking that. I was immediately thinking, oh no, what did I do? Am I going to be in trouble with Facebook? So what I will tell you is never click on anything. Never click on any links. If you're getting a uh, an email that looks like it's coming from Facebook and it's to your Gmail, like click on the actual email address. It is probably not coming from Facebook. Don't click on anything. Um, so anyway, I, as I gathered myself and thought, okay, let me just give myself a second here. What I realized was, is that it said, this post goes against community guidelines, page tagged you. And I was like, oh my gosh, they're getting so smart. And so I decided to just search up on Facebook that phrase. There are so many Facebook business pages. Um, and obviously, you know, I would report those, but um, so anyway, I was like, wow, I just, it's, it's, I'm almost even getting fallen for these scams. But what's really got me so frustrated is over on Instagram, I repeatedly, now it's about two times a week, I will have someone set up an account 
and use some variation of my name, steal all of my videos, all of my reels, all of my photos, use my profile picture, follow all of the people that are following me and start sending them messages impersonating me. And it's really frustrating because, of course, and I have a slew of people that are sending me messages. And then I have to report and block that account as do all of the other people report and block. But when I report and block, 30 minutes to three days later, I get a message back from Instagram that says, this does not go against our community guidelines. And I'm thinking, what doesn't go against our community guidelines? The fact that somebody has taken all of my copyright information and isn't impersonating me, of course it goes against community guidelines. So my only assumption is, is that it's some, you know, um, computerized system. It's not a person that's looking at those reports. I don't know. So then um, what I used to do, and this would only occasionally happen every now and then, I would go to Instagram.com. I'd go to their help section and I would type in copyright report form. And you would be taken to a form. You had to fill it out, but it's very tedious. You have to um, put all of the photos, all of the links to the videos that they have stolen And you have to copy and paste those links in, which you can't do if they've blocked you. And then you have to go to your own profile and copy and paste the actual ones that you made. Ah, So it's not not really convenient. Now, a friend of mine, because this just happened to me again this week, a friend of mine said, you know what? I actually went onto the Instagram website and found the impersonator form. And that actually worked. So I, of course, go and I search it up and I find it. Now, this one's easier than going through the tedious copyright one, but you still have to go to the website. You have to upload a picture of you with a ID to prove it's you. And then you have to, again, copy and paste the URL of the impersonator account and put it in there. Now, I have not tried that option. So it's, I don't know if that one works or not, but I'm just letting you know that there's a couple of options. Either way, so frustrating. And so some of the things that I have noticed is that these fake accounts, um, the impersonator accounts, there's usually always a misspelling. There's usually always something off, like two underscores or an underscore in general, or like this most recent one, my last name had three Zs in it. Um, and also active stories. I have an active story every day. Now, I know a lot of people don't, but if you follow me, you know I have an active story every single day. Also, um, there's an about section that you can look at that'll tell you how long something's been established or if it's new. Now, none of these accounts were new because now they've been putting new across all the new accounts, which I think is smart as well. So I just want you to be on the lookout. Don't click any links. I will literally never, ever talk to you about crypto or Bitcoin or sell you anything. I don't even sell you my products inside of these apps. If the person who you think you know has a message that doesn't sound like them or sounds weird, chances are it's probably a fake account. Look at the username and name and then message them somewhere else. Um, because, you know, you just never know if somebody's connected uh, their Facebooks or or what have you. All right. So that was frustration number one. I still don't know if that other account got taken down. All right. The next thing I wanted to talk about is somebody asked me a question in a DM and I didn't really think much of it. And then I thought, you know what? That's actually a really good topic. I'm going to make a reel about it. 
And so the question was, or maybe it was a statement. I don't remember if it was a question or statement, but it was about more like high quality edited videos. Like, I guess you could call them, quote, more professional looking. I want to say high quality, high production value versus me just talking to my phone, sitting in my living room, making a reel. And I often get asked when I am speaking about equipment. And I always tell people, listen, I have all the equipment. I have all the lights. I have the softbox lights. I have the ring lights. I have the tripods. I have the microphone. And I don't like to coach people about using those things from the get-go because I find that for me, and if I'm feeling this way, other people might be feeling this way too. For me, it becomes pressure. It becomes anxiety. It becomes, oh no, I can't make a video because I don't have my editing. I don't have my studio. I don't have my lights. And I would get so into my head about, okay, this has to have the same lighting because I already posted three videos like this, so I got to keep on, right? And so for me, it was very stressful. Also, as a video coach who is teaching about creating human, approachable, relatable, real content, I think it's important to be able to just use whatever tools we already have. One, there's no excuses. You always have your phone on you. And two, you know, we're, we don't always have to have the, the big studio. Now, have I tried the studio ones? Do I have some like that? Absolutely. Are they amazing? I think so. It's great. And I love, I love watching my friends' videos that are professionally edited and have like the sounds with it and the text. It's it's amazing. It's very engaging. And I think that if it is stressing you out, there are so many other ways that you can cre- be creating content. And if you're starting and you're looking at someone's middle or the end of where they their spectrum has been, you know, we don't usually start out with a studio and editing. Usually you're just talking to your phone. Maybe you're even in your car while it's parked and you're making a video and then you kind of ramp up from there. And I may do professional editing one day. I might have a crew. Who knows? Right now, I don't. And I actually like that because my ideal customer is someone who is overwhelmed with social media and technology and probably that's stopping them from doing it amongst other limiting beliefs about seeing and hearing our recorded selves on video that I want to create content that is approachable and is relatable and is something that says I can do that. And that will empower people. So it's not that I don't love the um, higher end, higher quality, professionally edited videos. I do. I think they're awesome. And I probably will do some at some point and maybe even have an editing crew. For me, I just like the idea that the, the stress for me is, okay, I don't have to pay for this. I don't have to call someone. I don't have to get ready. If the mood strikes, I'm here. I can just do it. And then I feel like I can do it anywhere. I kind of started getting into that with like working out where I felt like I can't work out unless I'm in the gym. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, that's silly. And I travel a lot. So I had to get out of that mindset. And again, like what we were talking about, my podcast, I felt like it had to be in a specific box. And so I'm so happy that I've kind of given myself the permission to to do that. And I will, I imagine, continue doing that. But I thought that was interesting. And I thought, yeah, you know, I, I want people to be empowered and not feel like they have to have all of the things in order to create a product that really speaks to someone, solves their problem, 
helps educate them or makes them feel seen or related to. All right. The last thing that I want to talk about is also reels related or TikTok. And this is one that I just made. So I actually made reels about both of these. So here is another lesson in that I'm making a podcast about it and I'm talking long form about it, but I also made a short form reel. So you can just take the same idea and post it everywhere. So the um, topic that I made, and it's, you know, a little bit of an unpopular opinion, I guess I could say, is, um, what did I call the title? I said, um, why I don't use music. No, why I don't use audio on my reels from the reels library and why you shouldn't either. Or maybe I said why maybe you shouldn't use it. Uh, you get my you get where I'm going. The whole point was, generally speaking, the majority of my reels, probably 90%. I mean, I would say of my recent ones in the last six months is probably like 97%. But of course, as reels started, you know, I was learning just like everyone else. So as I go forward, it will be the majority of my reels don't have any audio. There's no music in the background. There's um, just me speaking. And I was really afraid to do that because even though I teach views on equal value, I was like, oh my gosh, my views totally went down when I stopped using trending music. And I would put the trending music like in the background and like bring it down low so that you would sort of just have that background music. And I love the storytelling capabilities of music. Like I have seen somebody chop up carrots with no sound and it's pretty boring. You add (laughs) the right music and it's like cinematic, right? So uh, first of all, let me just be clear. Music is a beautiful element of storytelling and absolutely can elevate and up level and communicate. So I'm not saying to not do music to not make audio or sounds, what I'm suggesting is if you are chasing views with trending audio or you are posting and thinking, oh my gosh, I only can use music or if you're hiding behind music and not showing us who you are, sharing your voice, your literal voice, your original content, your original story, your original perspective, which is the only original content on the planet, especially if you're in real estate and mortgage, all of that has been done. So I'm not saying not to use music ever or at all. Um, and I will still do some trends here and there and have some fun music. And of course, that's that's the beauty of having this creative platform. And I realized too that my audience is generally the product. It's not, uh, you're not creating a piece of art or a piece of clothing where it would lend itself to having a product where you have a scene and you have beautiful music playing. You can also... Um, upload your own royalty-free music. Now, the challenge with having audio, too, is that it could be taken away at any time. For copyright issues, it could get pulled. And if it's pulling the audio, the song, if you will, it's also pulling your voice. Now, I think they might be working on that. I don't know if you'll be able to eventually keep your voice and then maybe you can just reload the background music. I know that they're working on the ability if your song is removed to add another song, but I don't know if when you're adding that song, if that's only going to work for videos that have no talking. So if you are the product, if you are the resource, if you are the authority, if you are creating content that is talking to your ideal customer, you're educating them, you are going to be talking a lot of the time. Hopefully you'll be talking. 
And so it's important to be able to to showcase your unique perspective and your unique story by talking and, and sharing your authentic voice. And the other piece of it is that in my mind, Instagram is looking for original content. Now, in my, again, my assumption, because they haven't laid out in bullet points what they consider original content, uh, they've kind of given some vague generics, but I feel like your voice is the ultimate <laughs> original content. So I do use music every now and then. I don't use it all the time. And I have noticed that uh, some other creators are starting to purchase the rights to royalty-free music and then importing it or editing it in another platform with that music in there. So just a thought for you to start thinking about, hmm, have I always been relying on music? Am I stressed out trying to find the ultimate trending song to put to this audio, uh, or I'm sorry, this video or this topic? Or... Am I using it kind of as a, oh gosh, yeah, now I, I haven't really been showing up and I haven't really been using my voice. And, and is that because you're afraid? Is that because you're fearful that you're not an expert yet? You don't know what to say that, that maybe somebody will disagree with your perspective. And so those are things to, to think about and that we work on in the coaching program as well. So my potpourri for today is done. Thanks so much for listening. Um, excited that you're here along for the ride, which we don't know where this ride will take us. Who knows what the next topic will be? And I did just recently launch the Real Estate School, R-E-E-L, Real Estate School, which is all about Instagram reels and stories, short form vertical video content for Instagram for real estate pros and mortgage pros. If you are a human that is in one of those categories, this would be ideal for you. You can grab it on my website, which is chelseapites.com. You can also go to my profile and you can grab it on my link in bio. I have a bunch of other free downloads and free courses there as well. So have at it and enjoy. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Bye.